Welcome back to the podcast and thank you for joining. I'm Patrick and this is Boot and Brood, a podcast where I sit down and I talk about two of my favorite things, good coffee and the scary. If you are new to the podcast, on this show you'll find me talking about such things as the paranormal, ghosts, cryptids, folklore and urban legends, aliens, and much, much more. You can find me on all social media and Patreon at Boot and Brood, spelled just like the title of the show, just without the apostrophe, and there are no spaces. I do contests on there once a week where I offer up a few pictures to help you figure out what the topic of the next episode is, and if you guess correctly, I'll give you a shout out. I am talking about two different topics this week. There's, um, I guess they're very quick topics, and they're really neat because the one is such a flash in the pan that there's only two days of evidence of the creature and it's gone. And then the new one that I'm talking about is actually only a few months old. So that's very quick as well, but it's also a lot to cover. So I'm excited for this episode. Now let's dive into the coffee and the stories at hand. Before we get started, per usual, I want to say a huge thank you to a few podcasts and a few people who support me on Patreon. The first is the Dark Rum Podcast, who guessed this week's topic of the episode, who is an awesome podcast who has been helping me grow. I'm forever grateful to them, and they're wonderful people. The second is the Bigfoot for Breakfast Podcast. They're also doing an episode on Randonautica, and I'm so, so excited for them to cover it because I can't wait to hear if they do it. I've been a little too scared, and actually, I've only found out about this today, so I haven't done it yet, but I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel, and I think my friend and I are going to try and go go on some adventures. I'm excited. It's really creepy. I also want to give a shout out to Ye Old. Crime Podcast. They're a podcast that I'm in a group with as well, who have been helping me grow, and they're awesome, and they're the one who gave me the idea for the Dover Demon. Then, per usual, like I said, I want to give a shout-out to my Patreon supporters, the usual Johnny and Sarah, who you've heard me give a shout-out to a thousand times, and then my new friend who, well, I shouldn't say she's a new friend, she's one of my best friends, Um, my best friend Aubrey, has given me support that is incredible. She's given me $10 a month and really wants to help me grow this podcast and my rig. Um, I want to give a shout out to her family. The Moser family is absolutely just some of the most amazing people. And that clan is just great. I love them. Their kids are my niece and my nephew. They're such good friends to me. So Ben, Aubrey, Olivia, and little Maddox, I love you guys. You really mean the world to me, and I don't know what I'd do without you. You're amazing people. Also, shout out to Olivia. She made cheer captain for her high school, which is amazing. So, Olivia, congratulations. I'm stupid proud of you. Vanessa is stupid proud of you, and I know your parents are too. You're amazing. Keep up all the hard work, and I can't wait to see where you go in life. So, anyway, let's dive into the coffee now. The coffee that I'm drinking today is absolutely one of my favorites. I kind of came across this coffee by accident. I went into a local sweet shop, bought a brownie, and the guy said, hey, I got this awesome coffee if you want to try it. I said, duh. It's amazing. It's the Speckled Axe's Bird Dog. 
It's a gently roasted sweet espresso. This coffee is apparently an espresso roast, but what confuses me about this, and I've heard the argument a few different ways, I've always heard that espresso roasts don't exist because any coffee can actually be used for espresso. But then you hear that there's people who say that there are espresso roasts, and that's the best one to use. But anyway, I digress. This coffee is a wonderful one that has notes of chocolate, caramel, and rustic fruit. I'm drinking it in the form of a new coffee that I've been drinking called an espresso tonic, which is an ice-cold tonic water with a shot of espresso in it, along with a few pumps of simple syrup. I honestly thought this was going to be disgusting because, to be quite honest, I dislike tonic water quite a bit. It's bitter, it's strong, kind of sour, and it's just off-putting. But I do love espresso. I am a big, I am a huge fan of iced and hot Americanos and just plain shots of espresso. I heard, heard that this drink, though, is the perfect summer drink. And with just a few pumps of simple syrup, this is a very delicious coffee. And let me tell you, it truly is. The sweet espresso roast is perfect in this, and the coffee is naturally sweet. Coupled with just a few little dashes of simple syrup, and it becomes the perfect hot summer's day drink. I tried the coffee on its own, and it's wonderful that way too. The company is doing so much right too, which I find so awesome. Uh, they use an antique roaster, which I find insane, and also... They start a hardwood fire with local main hardwood underneath every single day that they roast, and they roast over a live fire. It's awesome. They also pay the farmers who they get their coffee from above fair wages. So you ever see those things that say fair trade certified? Apparently fair trade is just a load of bull. Apparently fair trade is like pennies. And it doesn't matter, and different countries' standards of that are different. So when you hear that someone is paying someone more than fair trade, that's when you know they're doing it right. They're not just doing the bare minimum. So that's awesome. Um, of course, fair trade is better than just paying someone like nothing or slave wages. Fair trade is better than nothing, but you should always look for a coffee that pays the farmers above fair wage or fair trade wages. I'm really going to give this coffee an awesome review. It's delicious. It's wonderful. And I just absolutely love it. I want to read you the bottom of the bag, though, because I think this is so neat. It says, the morning. Question. What shall I do this day? Or I'm sorry, what good shall I do this day? And it says, rise, and rise wash, and address powerful goodness, contrive day's business, and take the resolution of the day. Prosecute the present, study, and breakfast. Then you have work. And then it says, read or overlook my accounts and dine. And then work some more. And then it says, put things in their places. Supper, music, or diversion, or conversation. Examination of the day. And then sleep. Honestly, that's what I do anyway. Um, but not that perfectly. I really just work and go to sleep. And I fit food in there. I need to really start doing more hobbies for myself, and this is kind of that. 
But anyway, I've been getting off subject with this. I think this coffee is absolutely amazing. This is my highest rating yet. I don't think that anything is perfect in life because there's always room for growth. So this gets a 9 out of 10. Uh, Skippyold, or I'm not sorry, not Skippyold, Springheel Jack was the closest at 8.5 out of 10. But this, I don't know. I don't know what this coffee did better because Springheel Jack coffee is bomb and incredible. But this is just a touch better. And I think it's that live fire element. Anyway, um, we're going to get started into the stories now. I kind of went off subject in my script and I'm kind of out of sorts. So anyway, we're going to get started with the Dover Demon. The Dover Demon is a creature that was sighted in the town of Dover, Massachusetts on April 21st and April 22nd in 1977. The creature was first seen by 17-year-old Bill Bartlett, who claimed to have seen it while driving. He said he saw large orange eyes and that the creature had long legs. Bill never went to the police or the media because he was afraid of criticism and was told not to by his parents. He said it was standing on all four legs and it, was it had a long skinny body and a large head. The next sighting was by 15-year-old John Baxter, who saw a very similar creature on Miller Hill Road the same evening. The account that he gives is pretty much the same thing. He comes upon it, follows the creature into the woods, sees the creature at a creek, has large glowing eyes, long body, long legs, and it's pretty much the same account. The other account is 15-year-old Abby Brabham, or Brabham, claimed to have seen the creature the following night, and here's the scary part, though. Her account is identical as well. All the teenagers drew similar sketches, and they looked very, very similar to one another. There are some differences, as you would expect, but I could never expect someone to have exact drawings when you're looking at something in a state of fear and also just in low light. Also, shout out to State of Fear podcast. The only difference that they have is pretty much just that the orange eyes are seen in the one account as green eyes. Bartlett said, and I quote, I, Bill Bartlett, swear on a stack of Bibles that I saw this creature. Apparently, the sightings plotted on a map lay in a straight line over two miles. There are, some there are some theories that are realistic, but some of them say that this isn't a cryptid, but is actually a gray or a gray alien. A gray alien is the typical type that we think of. The huge head, the small body, and the big round eyes. They are what the movies most times and the, and the media have force-fed us over the years. Then there's the realistic theory that this is nothing more than a fowl or a moose calf. They try to explain it by saying that the long legs and big head explains the creature's looks, and the glowing eyes could have just been some light hitting off of it. I have seen a picture of a moose calf, and while it does look very strange, and I can only imagine how strange it would look in the middle of the night, I don't think it's that. It doesn't look anything like the pictures that they had drawn, so I really don't buy into it. The last theory is the simplest of all, and it's that the kids came up with the silly hoax to play on the town. I don't buy into it because apparently these kids did not know each other, which is strange, but I don't know how big the town of Dover, Massachusetts is, so maybe it could be that they just met one day and said, hey, let's prank them. 1977 punked. 
don't even know if punk's cool anymore. Remember Ashton Kutcher? I don't even know if it's cool. But anyway, I digress again, and I just really buy into the gray alien theory. What if these were travelers from another planet who stopped to see the Earth for one day or two days and were hiding and were seen by three young teenagers, collected their data, saw what they wanted to see, and headed back to wherever they came from? The only thing that you could argue with me is the fact that there were no lights seen in the sky, and that could rule out the UFO theory. But then again, who needs a UFO? Why couldn't it have just been some sort of craft that had no lights? Or, honestly, maybe they don't need lights to see. But that is just my argument at that objection. The next story, or group of stories, that I have instantly become so fond of is this new app that had come out in early 2020 during our pandemic. And there's a lot to cover here. And it's an app called Randonautica. That, and has been gaining a lot of attention recently. There's a lot of uh, videos on both TikTok. I don't use TikTok, and I really don't understand it. But my wife uses it, and she's seen it on there. And then, of course, I use YouTube. And YouTube has a lot of videos on this. Actually, one of my favorite YouTubers went on one of these randonauticas, and it's insane. I'll give you a little bit more about that in a second. Pretty much what it is, it's an app that randomly generates coordinates and will tell you something that is on your mind and that your mind manifests. It is said to take you places that there are concentrations of quantum dots, whatever that means, and here's where it gets strange. The weirdest part is there's a guy and his friends on TikTok who are using Randonautica to kind of explore. They want to get out for the day. It's a beautiful day in Washington. Um, they're in Seattle. So it's a beautiful day in Seattle, Washington. And they use this Randonautica app and it takes them to a beach. They go to the beach and they walk to this uh, overlook area. And there's like a, a small like border stopping people to get from going on the rocks. But anyway... They go onto the rocks and there's a suitcase washed up. They, of course, make the joke. There's tons of money in it. You know, this is like the mafia, like the mafia drops some cash and, you know, they're trying to hide it and they unzip the bag. Upon unzipping the bag, it smells absolutely horrid in there. They said like decaying food or a dead body. Now they open it up and sure enough, it smells horrible. Like I said. It stinks to high hell. They open it up and apparently they call the police because they're so freaked out by it. The police take three hours to get there. Now, why, if they told them about this, they thought it would take them that they couldn't get there in three hours. I don't know why it took them so long. Um, but anyway, the police show up. And by that time, I guess the tide had started rising and had revealed a dead body. And you're not, you don't see it in the TikTok videos. I think they didn't film it due to it being like, you know, horrible. They didn't want other people to see it, but it's a chopped up body in the suitcase. And it's crazy because they had to send in scuba divers to get into the suitcase. So anyway, uh, they go into this suitcase and they find other ones, the scuba divers. And I guess they found like a male and a female 
ranging in late 20s and early 30s. As of June, the investigation is still going on, and I don't know if they have identities to this people. It's insane. Um, I don't, it's not a hoax. Like, I thought it could be a hoax. Um, the one YouTuber I watched said the reason he thought it was a hoax is because in it, it says hashtag murder on TikTok. Like, okay, you know, that's going to that's gonna draw quite a few people to want to see that. But what's insane is, is it's made national news. This is true. It's not fake. I think that's absolutely insane because it's clearly real. Something doesn't make national news and get the police, the fire department there, and actually have an ongoing investigation if it's a hoax. There was a body. Now, the app doesn't just take you to horrible places, but it seems like that is the common theme is it's taking you to these horrible, scary places. But the one YouTuber I watched said, we want to go to the most beautiful spot in Montana. And sure enough, they're going down this dirt path. There's this weird house on the left. And I'm like, yep, it's taking them there. They're going to Leatherface's cousin's house. And sure enough, they don't. They don't go to Leatherface's cousin's house. They're not visiting today. They go and they pull up on this hill and they see this beautiful pink and purple sunset. And they're like, wow. We we didn't see anything scary. We literally just saw a beautiful sunset. And they saw we saw the most beautiful part of Montana. There's also some other people who say that they didn't even write or I'm sorry, they didn't even say what they wanted to see. They left the phone in another area, wrote down what they wanted to manifest so that the so that wouldn't be seeing them or listening to them. They never showed it what it what they wrote down. I think that's crazy. And the word that they thought of was rainbow. So they get their coordinates. They go to the coordinates, and it's a uh, like a gay pride, the like pro LGBTQ, um, like fence post in a rainbow. And then as they're driving. There's another rainbow and they're like, you know, whoa, what? You know, there's rainbows like that's what we thought. So it's insane. Now, apparently the there's theories that say that when you go to these places, it melds like multiverses together. And when you meld those multiverses together, you're opening doors for things to come in. So I do think that's pretty insane. And I think that's a really creepy kind of thought to think of. I love the idea of this, and quite frankly, it's terrifying to me. Um, there's a woman who hikes into the woods and is taken to an above-ground sarcophagus, which is insane to me. Um, I keep saying things are insane to me, but it really is. I think that's crazy, and it's horrifying. Um, like, it's hooker to a, sar- a sarcophagus that's above-ground. It's like a gravesite. There's also other people who go to a graveyard and they hear screaming. People say it's a wraith leading them to like demise. People say that it's a ghost, but they hear it multiple times at different places that they're taken to because they do multiple points. I guess on the app you can cho- you can choose between 1, 3, 10, like whatever you want to do, you can choose how many sets of coordinates you want to go to. 
So they did multiple, and they heard these screams at multiple places. Another one, a woman says she comes upon a house at her coordinates, and she said the strange thing is, and I have shivers right now, and I have goosebumps all over my legs. Um, she says that when she drove by the first time, the house wasn't there, and the house is old and decrepit, and there's like these weird like metal birds on top of it, like not real birds, but these like forged like iron birds at the top and she said she's lived in this area her whole life and has never even heard of this there's some other ones the one guy that i follow on youtube and i can't remember his name i'm not good with youtubers names he actually goes there and he goes to his first coordinates and it's a house and nothing happens him and his friend or girlfriend are doing this and they come across the house and there's nothing special about it. So they start driving again. And as they're driving, they see an ambulance coming their way. And they're like, is that coming our way? And his friend or girlfriend says, yeah, that's coming our way. So anyway, they get to the coordinates and they pass by it because this ambulance is coming and they don't want to get in its way. And it turns and it stops out front of their coordinates. And the thing that they wanted to manifest there was blood. Now, it's crazy because they say happiness after they say blood. So after they say blood, they say happiness. But anyway, more and more ambulances start showing up, fire trucks and all this crazy stuff. And it's kind of mind blowing to me because you see all of these fire trucks and ambulances just chilling out, having, you know, doing their thing. And it's insane to me because they never like find out what happened. There was a death in the neighborhood that day of the in the neighborhood that they're in, but I don't think it was linked because it was a different address. But anyway, that's still creepy. The second part of that, they want to go darker, which if you saw that, I would stop using the app right away. Like I would stop right then and there. I can go see a sarcophagus and be fine. I can go to a graveyard and hear some noises and be fine. I can see an old house that I probably just didn't see and be fine like that's all okay and i'm all right with that but if i start seeing things happening like death or i find a dead body i find like you know i don't know there's another story that this woman like sees a guy shot in the middle of a gutter and his wife is holding on to him and like it's insane and they wanted to see death and the girl who's reporting on it is screaming and like crying and stuff. She's, she's like hysterical. I would be too. I'd be freaking out. If I saw someone get shot, I'd be freaking out. They had to talk to the cops and stuff. This isn't a joke. Like cops are getting involved. Firefighters are getting involved. You know, ambulances. If I see an ambulance or a fire truck go to where I'm supposed to be, if I see a dead body or someone get shot, no way. I'm done. Fuck it. I'm not doing it again. I want to do this. I want to use the app. I'm intrigued. I honestly am. I don't know what I want to see. I don't want to see anything bad. But at the same time in my head, I'm thinking, now that this app has been tainted for me, I'm going to think of the worst. I'm going to think I want to see the worst. I need to keep like fuzzy rainbows and unicorns in my head. People have said that they've said they want to see dogs. And they'll see dogs. 
which I guess isn't like that strange. Like if you're in the middle of the woods, there could be someone just taking their cute puppy out on a hike. But I don't want to see a dead body. I really don't. I want to see how accurate this thing is. I want to pick something weird. Like, uh, I don't know. Billy Piper from Doctor Who. I'd like to run into her. Huge crush on Billy Piper. Billy Piper, if you're listening, first off, you were the first love of my life, and you were the greatest character in Doctor Who, other than the Doctor. Bad Wolf Forever. If you're a Whovian, let me know on Twitter or Instagram and let me know you listen to this and that you're a Whovian. I love Doctor Who. I would love to talk about it. I love all things nerdy, too. Um... I have a lot more time to invest in the shows now, too. So maybe I'll watch Doctor Who again. Hockey's over. The Oilers got eliminated first round. Congratulations, Blackhawks fans. My summer's ruined. Just kidding. I have a podcast to run. I don't have time for hockey. Anyway, long story short, let's get back. I digress. Anyway, I think it's awesome. This app is doing such crazy things, and I would love to see what it can do. But on the nice side of things, like I said, I want to see Billy Piper or a winning lottery ticket or a cute puppy, a safe puppy. So I might use it eventually and I might upload a YouTube video and film it and have my friends film it and we all go out and see what we can do. I asked my wife to do it with me. She said no. That didn't shock me. She doesn't like scary things. So I really don't blame her. But anyway. Uh, there's a lot of crazy things. There's so many accounts to this. Like, there's so many different stories that you hear. Um, I think a lot of them are fake. Like, some of these ones are just TikTok kids and, like, teenage girls going into the woods and they, like, find a triangle on a tree. Like, what does that mean? What does a triangle on a tree have to say? But then there's other people who think that they want to see clowns. And they think of clowns and... um. They go into the woods and they're hiking, they're hiking, they're hiking. And all of a sudden they start hearing like carnival music or like what people have described as like ice cream truck music. That shouldn't be in the middle of the woods. You know that there's no four by four ice cream trucks in the middle of the woods. And if there is, I'd hike a lot more because I love ice cream. Um, But anyway, I just think that it's crazy. Like these stories are insane. The craziest part, though, is um, the guy that I was talking about that I watch on YouTube who I can't remember his name. I'll tag him on Twitter for his hard work and being the first Randonautica video that I saw. He apparently goes and he thinks of something even darker than blood and he thinks of death. And he says, well, we don't want to die. Okay, well, he thought about it. So maybe now that'll manifest. So he's talking, he's doing his voiceover in his room, and he's like, as we're driving, a car, we're on a road that's doing 55, 60, and another car is coming in front of them, and the car turns hard in front of them and barely misses them by just a few inches, and he said that they stopped filming, they didn't even upload the video because it was just so horrifying, and that he thinks if he would have been hit, it would have been life-altering or life-ending. This app is scary. I'm genuinely shook. Shook, shook, shook. I've used the term authentic, and I think both of these are very authentic. 
The story that I talked about first, the Dover demon, is horrifying to me because there is no evidence. And sometimes I think what makes a story so authentic is the lack of evidence. There's literally three drawings. We have no pictures. We have no real evidence. We don't have anything other than three teenage kids drawing some pictures that look identical to one another. And we think that they're, you know... We just have to take their word on it. I think that makes something even more scary when there's a lack of evidence, but it, and it also only takes place on two nights. The second part is this Rando Nautica app. The fact that it's only been out for a few months, let's just say it starts in January, we're in August now, hasn't even been out a full year and it's catching public news, it's all over the internet, there's horrifying stories from multiple people. This isn't going away, and I think more and more people are going to use it. The only way that Randonautica could be taken away is either by the police or like the FBI or something like that shutting it down because it's just doing horrible, horrible things. I'm intrigued because there's like a science behind it, and the creators of it are just like kind of mind-blowingly like they mess with you. Like, it's like, they're not intentionally doing it. This is what they really believe. So I guess they are intentionally, like, messing with you, but unintentionally, because they're not messing with you. They're telling you the truth. That these places can take you to anomalies, voids, and, like, stuff like that. I literally have goosebumps on me right now, because the idea of going there, it takes you to paranormal hotspots. It takes you to, like, creepy locations. I'm not sure what I'll see in my central Pennsylvania area, and honestly, that kind of terrifies me because I don't know what I could see. If I see something like a ghost, I keep saying I want to see a ghost, and I really do want to see a ghost, but do I want to see it because of an app that leads me there? Do, because in my mind manifested it? That's what's scary to me, is that it's apparently your mind doing this. This isn't... It just you happened upon a ghost. You're at a haunted tavern and you see a ghost. You're not your house isn't haunted, you see a ghost. This is an app that's taking you there, and that's what terrifies me. Anyway, long story short, I want to use the app. I'll have to report back another time because it's like late. I drank a coffee super late. I'm gonna be all up all night. I'm going to do an escape room tomorrow with my friends. I'm probably not going to be mentally sharp. I got to edit this yet because I want to get it out for Sunday. I don't want to let you guys down because I really try to get these out every Sunday. I have decided, though, um, talking in this episode, I have decided to go bi-weekly. I love uploading good content for you guys. But honestly, with my life, with the hecticness of my life, and trying to fit in time for my wife for the podcast, for work, for my friends, for my family. I don't have enough time in one week. So I'm sorry if I'm letting you down. If you are a listener who comes back every week to listen to this, I'm sorry. But I promise you, by me being able to go bi-weekly, I can do a lot better research. I'll have a lot more time to record. And I'll have just a lot more breathing room. So I appreciate you guys understanding about me going to every other week. But I promise you the quality of the content is going to be so much better. I'm going to start having some other podcasts on the show. I would love to have them join. I want to talk to my buddy, Eddie. He runs a YouTube page called, uh, YouTube channel, uh, called Eddie Tainment. 
If you like Halloween Horror Nights at um, Orlando or Hollywood, he has a podcast where him and his friend sit down and they talk about um, the differences between Hollywood Horror Nights Hollywood Horror Nights Orlando and also Hollywood. It's an awesome show. Eddie's awesome and does a lot of Bush Garden stuff, which is one of my favorite theme parks, which is in Williamsburg, Virginia. Him and I have been friends for a few years and he's awesome. I can't wait to have him on the show. He was the first person I wanted to have on the show other than Joe Rogan. Um or there's another guy, one of my favorite hockey player, one of my favorite hockey players of all time, George LaRock to be on here. I doubt that will ever happen. Another huge one would be Zach Cassian from the Edmonton Oilers. I would love to have him on because he's so tough. I'd love to hear his theory on ghosts and see if he's as tough as he is on the ice when it comes to the paranormal. There's, of course, quite a few others I would love to talk to because I think there's a lot of amazing people that I could have on the show. But that's all dreaming as of now. Thank you for joining as always. Again, I want to give a shout out to Bird Dog, or I'm sorry, not Bird Dog, Speckled Axe for their Bird Dog Gentle Roasted Sweet Espresso. I'm not endorsed by them. I purchased this coffee myself. It was not free. It was not given to me. I do have a coffee endorsement coming up with Brandywine Coffee Roasters. Very excited. They have a bag or so goodie box coming out to me in about two weeks. So expect that soon in the upcoming months. Um... I think for October and maybe end of September and October, I'll go back to every other week. Maybe try to even fit in two because I would love to talk once about a horror movie, do like a horror movie review, and then also something very, very spooky and fit in a a rando nautica trip in Halloween. So again, shout out to Speckled Axe Coffee. Shout out to you guys for joining. I truly appreciate you if you're here. Please follow me on social media at Boot and Brood. I use Patreon, Twitter, and Instagram. Think about signing up for Patreon if you would like to help this show grow. I'm trying to afford a laptop and also get a better shock mount and stuff like that. So thank you so much for joining. I'm Patrick, and this is Boot and Brood. <laughs>